You have a couple of chances today to win tickets to the 2024 Genesis Invitational and a chance to win two Inside the Ropes tickets at iconic Riviera Country Club. Just listen for the cue to call. Tournament host Tiger Woods welcomes the words best world's best golfers to the Riviera Country Club in Pacific Palisades. Experience elevated at the Genesis Invitational as the tour's biggest stars return to Riviera. Get your tickets at genesisinvitational.com. So listen the, for the cue to call. This is the sound from the Waste Management Open. It's not maybe not this uh, vibe for the Genesis. Okay. Little different. Yeah. Little different. I don't know if I got the full details. So what what did they end up having to do there with the waste management? Okay. So I, I'll try to tell the entire story quick, very as quickly as I can. The waste management slash Phoenix Open has been there for a hundred years. Okay. One of the more popular stops on tour, and over the last say twenty years, it has become its own thing. Mm -hmm. There's music. There's a, a fully enclosed hole with like arena seating. People mm. boo, cheer, throw beers, mm -hmm. go crazy, and the Completely vibe is against what golf typically very is. different. Yeah. And it's 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 a party, and the drinking is next level mm -hmm. just it, it is the rowdiest thing that you're ever going to see at a golf tournament it got beyond the point where they could control it last week it went you know that thing like hey this is a great party let's turn it up a little louder this is a great party let's turn it up a little louder oh crap we've got a riot on our hands oh that gosh. that's kind of what happened to where people couldn't move around they they cut off alcohol sales and the players are basically like guys this is a blank show what, what are we doing here? So the, the, real the people that run it mm -hmm. came in and said, we're going to take a look at some things. Mm. We're going to kind of dial this back. Riviera is not that. I'm pretty sure that we're not going to have that. Riviera on is just awesome because it's Riviera. It's gorgeous. It's Tiger Woods. It's gorgeous. It yep. looks like the weather's going to be pretty darn good. It's one of the best fields in golf. You're going to see the same holes that Jack Nicklaus and Ben Hogan and all these legendary oh, players yeah. have played are the same ones that they're playing. And it's the, the property is relatively small, so you can't make it bigger. This is what it is, and it's awesome because it's exactly the same. That's the tree that Humphrey Bogart used to smoke cigarettes under and watch Ben Hogan play. There's stuff like that all over the course. It's all great. Right, I mean, this is basically going to be like a museum for me. You're going to be wait. a tour guide for me. I can't wait to show you. I really am. I'm excited to show you. You can still have a good time at Riviera, too. You can still get your drinks in a little bit, but it's not it's not waste management. No. But you'll have a good time. We were. I was out. This is probably 10, 12 years ago, maybe even longer than that. I'm out there. I'm out there with my buddy, John Espenscheid, and we're having a good time. And we've got the big beers, right? And the, the 24 ounces. And at the time, I had become friendly acquaintances with David Faraday, who is like a, a golf announcer. And he was the guy on the course moving around. And I see him. We're, we're passing each other. And he goes, hey, how you doing? I see him. He goes, oh, you guys got the big beers, do you? And I see it's not your first. So, yes, you can have a very good time go. at Riviera. Uh, also speaking generally about golf things. So, um, I talked about how I went to that Super Bowl party on Sunday. And I kind of connected with one of my friend's husbands. And we're talking about stuff. And he's like, my goal in life is to go to every sports championship before he dies he wants to go and attend that's cool it doesn't even have to be his own thing so he yeah. wants to go to like if it's not the sports championship it's like the biggest event in each yeah. sport so i like so it's nba it's super bowl it's world series it's uh, uh stanley cup indy 500 indy kentucky 500, derby and then masters so yeah mm. of all those do you think the hardest ticket to get is the masters yes. by far yes because yeah. they the it's not open to it is open to the public, but not really. The people that run wink, that wink, thing yeah. are mm. incredibly deliberate in who gets access to their golf property. It, it is very, very specific. You can. It, does he have money? Do 
He has somewhat a yeah. Then he'll be able to go. And he it, has it's awful to say to. it like that, but if you you can just buy your way in because they're secondary markets and you can go buy them, but it's it's up there. If you guys had to choose one of these big sporting events, the championship game, I'd have got one. What would you have to? Um, I want to go to the biggest European soccer match. That that to me is so whatever we're figuring, whichever tournament it is. Yeah, yeah I, I, I I just want to be in one of those environments. I, I see the crowd there. That to me, and that by the way, that that's <laughs> over Super Bowl. It's over NFL, and I mean, I'm sorry, NBA, Major League Final. None of that matters. Give me give me one of those European soccer matches. It's the Masters for me. It it, it is because, and this is going to sound. I've been to the World Series, the Final Four, the Super Bowl. I've done those things, and they're great. That's one of the few. The other one that I've heard is just a great time, and I have no interest in it as a sport necessarily, Mm -hmm. is the Indy 500. I've heard it's an incredible party. Just an incredible party. Go to like, or you could go to like the Monaco Grand Prix. I think that would be amazing to get to be in Monaco and watch those, you know, $12 billion race cars run around in circles. I think that would be kind of fun too. What about you? I think that my go-to would probably be World Cup final. I think because it'd be in a very cool location, and you get to see all. And Phoenix? I and I love soccer. Yeah, <laughs> yep. I love soccer, and I, I enjoy watching it. So I think a World Cup final would be very cool because you know it's not it doesn't come around. The World Cup final this year is in the Meadowlands, right? Or what, next uh, the Met next Life. time, yeah, uh, Jersey. Yeah. You could make that happen. I could make that happen, but do I want to go to Jersey? That's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> you want it to be in I want it Paris. To be, yeah, or, I want it to be Paris. I yeah. want it to be South Africa. I want it to right. be somewhere cool. Yeah, Jersey. <laughs> a little out of all the- right. <laughs> Little different. As a episode of Sopranos named after the place in which the final game will happen. <laughs> oh, speaking of on my rewatch, right? I've been telling you, Michael, my son Michael and I have been we're watching it. We got one more to go. One more to go. One more to go. We got the finale when left. You rewatch it, you realize what was leading up to that last episode. Oh yeah. You see the oh, yeah. seeds. So does he have any guesses? Does he know what happens? Does he, he does have any not, guesses? He does not know what happened. He was okay. firing guesses at me left and right last night. Did and not give him anything? Yeah, that's good. Yeah, because I didn't even want. I don't even want the. Oh, you're gonna look. Oh my, it's so shocking. I want nothing. So he did say be- this. He did say to me. He goes, "I heard the finale sucks," and I said, "I didn't think it sucked." Okay, that's all I said. Yeah, that's said, good. I didn't think it sucked. I think it's really good. I also think it's very good. Yeah, yeah, I think. It's good but too. I didn't want to do the oversell. I said, "I don't think it sucks." <laughs> well, what happens to Tony? <laughs> Watch the show. It, it'll, you'll find out he, in about an hour. Hates AJ. It's terrific. How much my son you dislikes. Should. Yeah, absolutely. He's a tough guy. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie <laughs> is with the Lakers now. Slee, we were talking a little bit yesterday why the Lakers, as opposed to Dallas or or, or any of the other potential buyout places that he might have gone. And, and I thought he said something that was interesting. What Dinwiddie said was. The two situations kind of felt like this. Let's say you're a kid and you got your ass whooped by a bully. Dallas would have been like your mom saying, it's okay, baby, don't worry about it. The Lakers are like your dad. Nah, you better go out there and fight till you win, you feel me? And I just felt like that was what I needed at the time. I think that's really interesting. I also like you saying all these things. I read that like I was Spencer Dinwiddie. Exactly. I'm I'm Method M. I don't know if you know that about me or not, but I channeled my inner Dinwiddie. You said you were, you were saying right there. You said one of the things you liked about it. So between the two, well, it's I, a challenge. Why? Well, and I was going to say, and I think a, there's also standard. there's an expectation. There's an expectation that comes with playing for the Los Angeles Lakers. And let's not, you know, he, he did spend some time talking about how they they're a championship contender. They're this. They haven't played like it this year. Only no. two games over 500. But the expectation is never going to change. 
that even if they're if they're not meeting expectations, the volume is only going to get louder. And I and I actually think this. I re- I really do believe. If I if I'd have told you, let me kind of play this out for you. If I said you're going to keep D'Angelo Russell and you're going to get Spencer Dinwiddie and you give up no assets at all, it's just th- th- those are your two guards that you're going to get. Or you're going to have to give up assets to go get DeJounte Murray, kind of still not know what it's going to look like, commit to four years, and again, you're giving up a first-rounder and everything else. I'd pick this every time. I'd pick this 100 times out of 100 because I don't think Murray made them that much better. Do you make them better? Yeah, probably. Mm -hmm. A lot better? No. Mm -hmm. A a team that goes from middle of the pack to a team at the top of the pack? I don't think so. And this is, they might get a little better with Spencer Dinwiddie, too. Dinwiddie's a good, it's a good... Good pickup. And I didn't I got it for nothing. This is the thing that you picked up at the garage sale. The guy said, How much for that? You can take it if you want it. Okay. There's no there's no there's no downside to it as opposed to, uh, well, I'm gonna need something from your house too, and mm-hmm. for your next garage sale I get to pick first. Yeah, because again, if it's free, then it's or very cheap, yes. there's there's very little downside. It's like okay, because I didn't I didn't spend any capital to get this thing. There's only upside and, and it's good. And if it doesn't that, work, and, and then you just let them go. And here's the funny thing. I think the I think there's a lot of scenarios you pick up a player and you say, guys, there's nothing to lose here. There is nothing to lose here. But he's also a good player. That he's a he's a dude that can help him. They need a backup point guard. Gabe Vincent basically didn't play all year long. He's going to get you probably thirteen to fifteen points. A game. Like he's just going to he's going to be a good asset that the Lakers have. The only thing will I didn't he like, work with the Lakers? Though? Yeah, he will. I think he will. He'll work because everyone was talking about this yesterday, and I think this is gonna this is gonna be based on a couple situations. Who closes out games? Who's playing the best is going to close out, close out the game. Dinwiddie's having a good game. There might be a scenario that D'Angelo Russell is sitting on the bench. That could happen. If Austin Reeves is having a bad game, Dinwiddie can close out the game. Talked about going three-guard lineups as well. It makes you pretty small. We'll see what they do there. The only quote that I didn't like that came from Dinwiddie, he said, obviously, they won the in-season tournament, <laughs> have won big-time basketball I the mean, past obviously. couple of years. <laughs> That part was fine, just the in-season tournament for me. Yeah, you and I are on the same page. Look, there's no risk, and there's at least potentially some reward. Sure, sure. That's never a bad idea. It's never a bad idea to take a shot at something when this is the bet a dollar to win a thousand. Sure, why not? As long as it isn't something that is a cancer to a locker room. But if he is, let's say he is, boom, gone. You're done, yeah. right? That you don't. That cancer doesn't get a chance to metastasize. He's out. The second you realize he's a bad fit or whatever it is, not nah, we're done with this. Made a mistake. On to the next game. You don't even get a second shot at it, right? That's not what this is. I like it. I here, here's the crazy. I know they play tonight. They he's got two games well. this week before the All Star break. Hopefully he plays well. Who you know? Until you know, mm-hmm. you never really know. But the Lakers for me. I, I, I'm, I don't want to say I'm not interested, but I'm a little uninterested in anything they're doing prior to the playoffs. Because I know by the time we get to the playoffs, they're, when we set our mind to it portion of the equation, we'll be on the right side of that. There'll be no more, eh, we don't, I don't really have to go out there and do it tonight. But this, win a couple, lose a couple, win three, lose one. Right now, they're on a little bit of the right side of winning more than you're losing. But if you turn around after the break, you were talking about their their schedule. It gets very challenging after the break. You could turn around instead of winning six of eight, you've lost five of eight, and you're right back where you started. That's just who they are until it's a playoff series and the chips are on the table. I don't know what they are. I know that LeBron and AD, when it's time to go, historically, have been, if they're healthy, they're pretty good. They're probably the only team that everyone's looking at and saying, 
they're still just hovering around 500. Yeah. Yeah, they could also be dangerous. There's only a couple teams that you could say that about. I mean, you could even you could even have that conversation about the Golden State Warriors. Okay, the it's the Warriors, right? But the Suns actually have a good record, right? Sure. Like they're, they're they're actually in that top five or so. Lakers and the Warriors are just nine and ten right now. Shohei took BP yesterday and basically set the baseball world on fire. It oh was it was fun to watch. You do know that that was just batting practice and not Jacob Degrom throwing to him, right? Everybody, Stop being a hater. <laughs> it was cool. Look, if it comes to the Dodgers, I'm never a hater. It, it was, was actually he was hitting off Yamamoto. It was batting practice. Everybody, calm down. That's next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN, and right now. It's your chance to win two tickets and a chance at Inside the Ropes at the Genesis Invitational. Call 877-710-ESPN. That's 877-710-3776. Caller number seven wins right now. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Jorge's dancing over He's there. feeling it. Is this the Cody DJing? Is this what we're going to get when Jorge's uh, you're back on in the World Trinity? Cup. I feel like Jorge had to influence on this one. Was this a World Cup? Well, I think this was like a, one of the themes, I swear, for a World Cup 98? Song. I think so. Yeah. Are you a soccer person, Cody? I am. Oh. What do they call <laughs> soccer fans? They call them football heads? Like, what do they call them? I don't know. You're I don't just football fans? Yeah, I don't know if there's Footballeros? I don't know. Football? Okay. Yeah, like Maybe. Pelotero's, like the baseball players. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. know. Are you watching a lot of the Premier League games, or what do you watch? I, I'm no. a big Champions League. I'm a Madrid guy, Real Madrid, so okay. I'd say. Uh, noon today, we got Man City versus somebody else. Do you and Kent yeah. trade insults, or are you on the same side of no, this? No, we both are Arsenal fans. Oh, you're both Arsenal. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, we support the Gunners. All right. I want to be a... Premier League guy. I just I can't catch myself watching the games on a, what are they usually like Saturday and Six Sunday. Six o'clock mornings? in the morning. Yeah, right? so typically it's like eight thirty is like the prime time it. slot. Mm-hmm. Eight thirty AM is the prime time slot. Uh six is t- the typical spot, sometimes seven. Um but I usually just like the way I do it is if I'm awake, I'm awake, I'll put it on. Yeah. Uh, unless it's a big game and then I'll set my alarm and I will pick up wake up for it. So I often How did you pick just, Arsenal? Uh, my best friends are Arsenal fans okay. and obnoxious no, Arsenal fans. That's easy. And then I went and attended a game with them. Uh, I think it was not Manchester. It was Man United, and it was a really big comeback game for Arsenal. And then I was like, and I was at the bar watching it. And I was like, okay, I'm in. How did you pick Real Madrid? Uh, growing up, it was they had these purple jerseys in like 2014, I think. Okay. And like just like the you just like the jersey. I just, I saw the jersey and I was like, oh yeah, this is this is the team. Even though they didn't even purple is not even their like primary color. Yeah. Their primary yeah. Color. I, I I've tried and I just I can't get there. 
And, and because it's it, simply, simply put, it's not organic for me. Like I can't just say, okay, I'm going to follow that team. You know yep. what I mean? Yep. I, I want a reason to follow the team. Like I don't, I couldn't even tell you why I became a Dodger fan or, you know, a, a, just I was before I realized I was even into it. You just kind of are that thing. And to try like, well, I don't know, it was on in the house. And that's not, why. If it's not for most people, it's typically because it's, it's representing the city yeah. that you're from, right? With soccer, we don't really have that. Um, and what's funny is what some of my favorite sporting World Cup is amazing. Like it's amazing. I love watching World Cup games. I just can't get in the Premier League. I want to yeah. get in there. Come it's a uh, FC Copenhagen versus Manchester City today at noon. That's my so team. We'll be we'll, we'll give you the updates. <laughs> <laughs> Man City won Champions League last year. That'd be why not? Why not? I like I do like the Dodgers and watching Otani. Look, I saw the video like everybody else. I got mm-hmm. excited about the video like everybody else. But I think I got excited for a slightly different reason. I was excited to see him look healthy, to move pain-free, to look loose and free and easy. Were, the, were you surprised how all of that? I, I, I had no expectation. I don't know. He had a he had a major arm issue, right? And and swinging a bat involves your arms. I know that they were telling me that you know the 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 swing that he has is different from his pitching motion, and it's not going to affect it. Okay, cool. I, I I will take your word for it. But until I saw it, but this idea, he had 10 home runs and 21 swings. Guys, he's batting practice. He's the best hitter on the planet. Of course he did. Aaron Judge does that. You know what I mean? Like, this is like Steph Curry making open threes in a gym. I, I get it. It's cool where he makes 20 in a row, but Steph Curry, of course he's going to make 20 in a can row. Can I tell you what I think it is? I think there's this, you know, evolution with Shohei where the Angel season ends, Dodger season ends, and now it's, hey, where's Shohei going to sign? And then eventually it's the post on Instagram that comes out. One moment you thought he's going to Toronto, and then he ends up, he's going to be a Los Angeles Dodger. And then it's the initial press conference. And then it's the initial Dodger Fest or Dodger Day, whatever it is. And now this is the first time you get a chance to see him in a cage or with a bat. And I think, are people going to blow it out of proportion? They're going to blow everything out of proportion that comes to Shohei Otani. But it's this... Hey, we're a little bit closer. It's all new. Like everything right now that you're watching with Shohei from the moment that he signed with the Dodgers, everything is like, oh my gosh, look at this. They play a game in nine days. Play a game in nine days. Okay, think think about when he's in his first game as a Dodger and it's spring training. And then he's in his first game as a Dodger in its regular season. And then he's in his first game at Dodger Stadium. And then that's going to kind of continue because then you're going to go out on the road and it's his first game at Yankee Stadium or the Cubbies or something like that. It's funny because spring training – like, it's cool. Oh, look, they're wearing the uniforms. And then the game starts showing, I don't know who any of these guys are. Even, even, even if Shohei gets a couple of at-bats, it's like, yeah, but he's hitting off a guy that's going to be driving a beer truck in three weeks. Like, wait, okay, fine, whatever. The first real game is when you have my – because everybody's doing their best. Everybody's trying to put their best yeah, foot forward. Yeah. What's kind of weird about this, Dodgers open in Korea. Yeah. The Dodgers open against the pods in Korea, and I am double check this for me. I think the game's on here locally at three o'clock in the morning. Is it three? I think so. Mm-hmm. I, I I need to double check that, but I think it's either mm-hmm. two or three. It's sometime in the middle of the night, right? Like we we're talking about soccer, saying I'll probably set my alarm to to see that just because I want to see Shohei play yeah. his first game. But I know that they always thought that that's where he was going to go. I know that this has probably been on the books for a long time, but his first game in the Dodgers in the middle of the night, and a lot of people are going to miss it, Hmm. that kind of stinks.
I mean, I, I'll I'll get no, to see I've it. Been, we'll get to see I, highlights. I but I know what you're saying. You gonna get up at two a.m. to watch that? It's Padres. Yeah, probably. I don't know. It's a good question. Probably not. I think I'm just get up at seven a.m. and give me the give me the full scope of the highlights. Yeah, and I'll watch everything from there. So. Oh, it looks like it's like six oh five a.m., but I don't okay. know if that's Pacific. It could or be Eastern. Eastern. Yeah. I think yeah. it's. I think that's Eastern. Yeah, it's I, a big I, difference. Yeah, six oh five. Shoot, I'm, I'm great. Almost here. Yeah, can watch it while we do our prep. But three oh five. That's no. Nah, nah, I do go to bed pretty early. Maybe I can roll out and check that out a couple of times. I think the best part about the Otani signing, other mm-hmm. than just having him on the Dodgers, which goes, you know, it doesn't need an explanation. The Dodgers are going to bat. Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, and Shohei Otani, one, two, three. That's what Dave Roberts said. And those guys are going to get on base a lot. They're going to score a lot of runs. They're going to drive in a lot of runs. They're three of the 10 best players in baseball. The other six guys that fill out that lineup on any given night, and here's what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. We're talking about Max Muncy. You're talking about Will Smith, Teoscar Hernandez, Chris Taylor, James Altman, Gavin Lux, Jason Hayward, whoever those that thing shakes out. Any or all of those guys could put up numbers that when you look back on it 10 years from now, you're like, what the hell happened that year? Because you have to pitch to those guys. If you have to throw the ball over the plate to Max Muncy, he's going to wreck you. If you have to throw strikes to James Altman or Will Smith or one of these guys, they're going to absolutely put up bananas numbers because you can't pitch around them before the top of the order. Gavin Lux can hit. Gavin Lux hits in front of Betts, Freeman, and Otani. You don't think that he's going to see a million fastballs because they don't want to walk him because they want to make sure that Otani and Freeman and Betts don't come up with guys on base? They're going to feast. I, I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to think here. Is it? Listen. Anytime we think something is officially too, three a.m. our three a.m. Yeah. Anytime we think something is too perfect, right? And I think this might be a little bit of the exception of the rule. Maybe that. that Hey guys, it doesn't it doesn't always work like that. You could stack the cards as much as you want. It could look on paper unbelievable. I think this is one of those predicaments and situations that I I just don't know how it fails. Let's put it that way. I just don't know how some super weird would have to happen. And a lot of things would have to happen. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I think the optimism that Dodger fans have, you can have it. Now you could also have some of the Mookie uh, quotes that you know we can we'll get, get into a little bit yeah. later, but you can also just say like, it really means nothing once you get to the playoffs. But we said that about the Dodgers for years now. Let me—I I always like to put a little uh, clarification on this, a little disclaimer. I okay. should say, I was never one one millionth as good as the guys that pitch in the big leagues, but pitching in college and whatever. There are spots in the lineup where you can let your mind wander a little bit. There are spots spots in the lineup where, all right, I know I can get this guy out with something less than my perfect pitch. I know that I've got three or four hitters to go before yeah. I get to the really troublesome guys that mm-hmm. i got to be perfect to get out. You don't have that, right? There, there's no real escape hatch in this lineup. Maybe, and, and look, I, I, I wouldn't even put him in there. Maybe it's a Chris Taylor, right, where it's just like, okay, well, that's one guy, and then you're right back to the top. Or it's one guy right before, here comes Will Smith, here comes Max Muncy, here comes Gavin Lux. There's no escape hatch as a pitcher. You can't be 10 out of 10 for six innings. You can't do it. Your mind goes. You're going to have your mind wander. You're going you're gonna to make mental mistakes in pitch selection and execution and all of this stuff, and that's when those guys are going to destroy mm. you because you can't be locked in like that 
all game long. It doesn't work. You just you, there's no off ramp to. All right, I got by. I got by Shohei. We're cool. Mm-hmm. No, you're not. Mm. You still got to go through five more guys, and then we're right back to it again. And all of those five guys, I'm trying to think. Altman hasn't made an All Star game, and I think that's it. Jesus, has Lux made? Did Lux make one? He has not. He Lux did. is yeah, not. Okay, so did. two guys yeah, haven't yeah. made one. Lux is a 300 guy when he's so they need in. to go and test the market and see who's out there. Basically, Crazy. two all stars away from having all all stars. Crazy. Factor caps coming up next is Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Let's talk about prize picks. Lee, football might be over, but that doesn't mean you still can't have a ton of fun at prize picks. This is why it is the largest daily fantasy platform in North America. Over 3 million members, including you and me, because you pick more, you pick less at prize picks. Slee, it's that easy. All right, LeBron James tonight against the Pistons, more or less than. 24 and a half points. Make your guess. Kate Cunningham, more than or less than 22 points. Um, it's that easy. Over 7 million sports fans have already signed up. Trav and I obviously are one of them. You can watch your favorite players and get paid doing it. Right now, Price Picks will match your first deposit of up to $100. Just download the Price Picks app. Use that code 710. That's code 710 on Price Picks for a first deposit match of up to $100. Get on the website. Enjoy the games. Lakers, Pistons tonight. Price Picks, pick more, pick less. It's that easy. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hey guy, uh, guy. I Guys, one, one singular guy. Hey guy. I'm shouting See, out does to. Mean Jorge, does it mean Jorge? Does it mean Slee? Well, that's for you guys to decide. That's the next factor cap. Um, also, in, in my area of the world, there are two things that are exciting me right now. One is that. There is a movie called Madam Web that is getting terrible reviews that I cannot wait to see because I just want to see the train wreck. I want to see it happen, and I'm super excited about that. So that's one thing I'm excited about. Second thing I'm excited about is that there was the Oscars luncheon yesterday, and the star of the show was the dog of Anatomy of a Fall, whose name is Messi, uh, who was everybody wanted to talk about uh, Messi. He killed it at his role, and he was even acting at the luncheon, which is fantastic. And... They all took a big group photo together, and I just love adults and group photos. It is my favorite thing. I like to zoom in and see who's looking at whom, who's next to whom. Adults and group photos never cease to amaze me. Also, especially when they are famous adults, so funny to me. Anyway, <laughs> uh, it's just like Clinton has his like water tower thing. I have adult group photos is one of my favorite <laughs> things. All right, so um, we all love Andy Reid, and he is this lovable guy, Santa Claus. He loves a hamburger, etc. So here's this funny story that I heard about him um, in The Athletic. So <laughs> I'm going to read from the quote. So there was one time in Baltimore. Oh, also, Andy Reid loves ice cream, loves Haagen-Dazs, and he will not eat anything but Haagen-Dazs. Like, I, guess, I think Man it's has probably standards. just vanilla, but he likes what he likes, and there, there it is. So here's the quote. So it says, there was one time in Baltimore where for some reason they didn't put it out right away, the Haagen-Dazs. He came in and just looked at, looked at it and knew right away that it wasn't Haagen-Dazs. He said, I looked at it, um, Mitch Reynolds, and said, 
dude, that's not Haganaz. And Mitch goes, no, it is, it is. And the guy says, I'm telling you right now, it's not. Look at him. And he was just staring at it. And he would he would stand there with the spoon and scooper waiting for them to go and change out the Haganaz <laughs> or get delivery of Haganaz. So he can tell without anything what is Haganaz, what's not Haganaz, and he will wait until Haganaz is there. Sure. All right. So my statement is, you would love to wield such power. That was Factor Cap. Of course. Wouldn't everybody? Like, I think, fact, we're all waiting for the moment when we get to do things that just we want to do them or not. Mm -hmm. We can either do it or not. We can either say, I want Haagen-Dazs or I'm not eating that. And somebody better get him what he wants and go get the Haagen-Dazs. I'd like to think that I would be a benevolent ice cream dictator. I'd like to think that I would want to make sure that everybody gets what they want, but the ability to get what you want and not have to compromise or not have to sacrifice, that's kind of the goal, right? right. It's also that thing, Who? what's the band that would agree to M&M's just to see if they would read the... I believe it was the Rolling Stones. Right. It was just to make sure that the concert promoter had pretty, actually read yeah, the writer. Which is pretty exactly. baller. Yeah. Al, what do you think? A uh, fact on this as well, where I thought you were going to go, I thought you were going to say you would be able to notice if that was Haagen-Dazs or not, and I would not be able to notice. I, that, not by look, by taste, I bet I could get... Taste, Nine out of ten, right? <laughs> maybe something on those lines, but I think, you know, I would like to think that if I had the power, then I would use it wisely, and I wouldn't be an a hole and everything else. But who knows? Once you have all the power, does it change you? Does it not change you? I think the fact that it's Andy Reid and that's where he's wielding his power that shows you who Andy Reid is. There's one thing in my household that is on a similar vein, and that is ketchup. I can tell if it's Heinz or not. Sure. And I will not oh, yeah. eat non-Heinz yeah. ketchup, and I can tell the difference. I, I can my too. Uh, Jorge? Uh, fact. Uh, I like doing this with Coke and stuff. Like if Brenda's going to bring, like, hey, I'm going to bring Pepsi. Nope, better be Coke. Uh, things like that. Or with my uncle. Perfectly. We yeah. talked about it last week. Mm -hmm. Like, hey. RC Cola. RC Cola. Like, <laughs> this fool can't afford Shasta. Like, he afford Shasta, but for two extra dollars, can't bring like, Coke. I didn't Coke. know Shasta oh, was top shelf. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> speaking, on, yeah, speaking on this, I like went to a, uh, I got like tacos yesterday from like a taco like restaurant, not like a taco stand. And because it's kind of like, the place I want to go was closed. I'm like, this is fine. And the place, though, has only, like, small batch soda. Oh. And so it has, like, the cola. Was it the it, Stubborn? Mm. Is that yes. the brand? It was Stubborn. Always I was disappointing. Like, yeah, no, thank you. I'm it did you. not, not good? taste very good. No. Uh, and so when you want soda, we want the soda. You want the soda? Cody, you you like the Stubborn? Some of the Stubborn stuff. You're the wrong. cola, I, I agree. The, the cola the, isn't the, as good. Their version of Like cola. their root beer. Their root like, beer's not so bad. Yeah, not the root beer's not so bad, but their cola's like, can we just get a Coke, yeah, please? Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> Come on, man. Um, all right, so uh, today is also Valentine's Day. So, um, you know, it's a day to celebrate your friendships, um, specifically female friendships. Uh, it started after approximate creation where they said, oh, Valentine's Day is for your romantic relationships. Valentine's Day the day before to celebrate your friends in your life. So let's put it, reverse it for you guys, since you guys are all guys. Valentine's so, Day. Valentine's yeah. Day. <laughs> Budentine's Day. So I'm on fire today, by the way. <laughs> For Valentine's Day, typically, you get your friends a little gift. You maybe go and get coffee with them, but mostly you get, get them something that you will make their day. Yeah. Okay. So you would get your boy something for Valentine's Day. So you would get a guy friend of yours something for Valentine's Day. Al, Patrick Cap. Uh, Cap. Um, I didn't even know this was a thing. Didn't even know it existed. Um, I think it would... It would be a little odd to do it. I got a buddy of mine, man. He's way too thoughtful. Like, he'll go, 
wherever he goes, he thinks of all of us. And when he comes back, hey, I got this bottle of liquor when I was here. Hey, I got these chocolates from this place. I got this coffee from this part of South America that I was I'm like, and every time he gets, I'm like, stop doing that. Because <laughs> in my head, I'm like, nobody else is doing that. You're the only one. It's incredibly thoughtful. Yeah. Um, I would like to do that, but I'd be lying to you and tell you that I would do it. Yeah. Because I have not done it. So let me let me rephrase this slightly. So okay. you would get your boy, your best guy friend, something outside of his birthday or a wedding. Like a wedding that you're ex- expecting to get things yeah. or a birthday. So Travis Fedrickap. Yeah, fact. Like a kid, you you pick up a dinner, you pick up a round of golf, you pick just that that thing where you go out to to for drinks with four or five of your friends. And you say that I will do tonight. Yeah, that yeah I will tonight do. this one's on me. Yep. And everybody's like, no, no, you like, no, really. It's just now if it were a day where it's like, hey, it's Palentine's Day. No, no, we're not but doing that's that. Trav, Trav, <laughs> would, you, would you go out and say, and that's, I guess. I had this candle. I thought of you, Alan. Would you like this candle? Like having, like that. having drinks and going to buy something like that, I think I definitely fall into that category. I'll do that. But would you be somewhere and say, oh, I think that person will like this. I'm going to get that for them for this, even though there's nothing to give it to them for. For G-Fish. On <laughs> <laughs> Would you get him a candle? You're like, oh, this candle reminds so me of this G-Fish. Is, you have no idea how funny what you just said is. <laughs> G-Fish is the guy that does this. Ah. He is the one that does exactly what you just then described. You he, he, he was on, I forget where he went, because he, he, well, actually, he told us he was going to one place. He ended up in another. It was very confusing. He, very that's what G-Fish does. Yes. <laughs> but he came back, he found this, this like a drinking glass that had a... a Cal Ripken baseball card kind of printed on it. He's like, traveled like that. And he got it. It was incredibly kind and sweet and thoughtful. But he does those sort of things. I almost never do stuff like that. But yes, there are. Yeah. Now, you know what? Now maybe I'll start. Maybe get something for Chief. That's today. right. I'll get him a Mike Schmidt <laughs> drinking glass baseball card. Jorge, what about you? Uh, yeah, I have a buddy similar to that. You guys seen my big, super mega red mug. Like he like picks up a random stuff at gas stations, bring it over, bring it over to us. Uh, but no, I wouldn't go out like <laughs> I wouldn't see like, hey Travis, let's go, it's Gala- Palentine's and let's go have a beer. That's just weird, right? It is kind of weird. <laughs> no, but yesterday, I don't, we don't, yeah. Yesterday, why my is friend, it weird? Celebrate your guy friends. It, it, Come on, guys. Because, 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 because we celebrate it in different ways. <laughs> because you labeled it. That's yeah, what exactly. men don't like to do, right? We're, we're, it's usually like, hey man, second I will see downstairs. Uh, I got time. Let's go. Yeah, let's, let's go. Like, yeah. I, if he invites me, for, I'd love to go. But if you said it's Palentine. Valentine's yeah. it's like, come on, man. Can we just go tomorrow when it's not? No, but, yeah. but, but, no, but tomorrow yesterday, but yesterday uh, Cody invited me for Valentine's Day. We uh, had taquitos at Placita Alvera. Let's go. Uh, we went to this place, uh, Juanitas, right? Juanitas? Yeah. So we had tacos and, and rice, beans. That's funny. And, oh, man. Soul uh, stuff. With a Coke? Oh. Yeah, not a stubborn <laughs> cola, Cody. Uh, yeah, so uh, what I do is I have uh, some of my most of my best friends do not live in LA. So usually on this day, I will just send them a gift card to get coffee. And I was like, hey, I just want you to get this coffee. And like, I would love if you call me idea. and have basically a coffee date with my friend whenever they get the coffee. And that's kind of how we do our version of Valentine's Day. Um, all right, so um, one last one for you guys. So it is. Mardi Gras, Fat Tuesday today, and so everyone knows that the only place, the best place to celebrate Mardi Gras is in New Orleans, so everyone should do New Orleans Mardi Gras once in their life. Jorge Fettercap? Uh, fact, I've never done it. I've never done it. I've traveled all over the states with other with another company, and I. it's one of those cities that I wish I could have gone during this time, and I, I it never happened, but I do want to go, and people should go. Trev? 
Fact. I've I've been to New Orleans maybe a half dozen times in my life, and I've always had fun. I've also been to New Orleans during Mardi Gras. It's next level. It look. You guys know me. You got what? What are the two things that you know for sure about me that I like? Uh, food and food and a good time. Food drinking. And, and food and drinking. <laughs> Guess what Mardi Gras is about? Food and food and drinking, and it's in a fun place that's uniquely American. Like there's no other place like New Orleans in, in the United States, right? It's it's its own thing. Like Chicago's a little bit like Minneapolis, it's a little bit like LA. Like yeah. they're all kind of this. New Orleans is its own thing. French Quarter, yeah. It's so much fun. Mm-hmm. I would never want to live there, but everybody should go do it once or twice because it's a blast. Al, I'll lean cap on this one. I'll tell you why i've been a i've been to new orleans before and i thought it was actually a, really cool i don't think i need the mardi gras to get what i got from new orleans i and and by the way that even the nights were still drinking and food and everything else just probably less people than it would be on mardi gras it's almost like this is a bad example but do you have to go to coachella do i have to go out somewhere for three days during that or can i just go to music festivals right. so I, I lean more towards cap on that one uh is there an age limit you think so, like, I feel like I am at the very end of the age range for, where it would for, be very fun for Mardi Gras. So, Mardi Gras specifically. In New Orleans, you can do uh, any age. I feel like Mardi Gras, any I feel like 27 age, is the I feel age. like there's a lot of older people that are also there for Mardi Gras. But I, yeah, age-wise, if it was me, I'm not going past, like I think you said, M. If I'm in my 20s. I'd probably go. I'm probably not going to my 40s. You are somebody that likes to have a good time. You could go at 30, at 35, at 40, and you'd have a good time. I I'd be surprised not, if you were like, I'm too old for this. So it's fun. You'd do it slightly differently, but it would still be fun. I am someone who I hate the big events that make you, they're like, you should have fun right now. Like, I don't like New Year's Eve. I don't like like mm. St. Patrick's Day. I, I hear you. I don't like New Year's Eve either. St. Pat- this is a little bit of a different vibe than those. I understand the point that you're making, and I generally agree with it. I think you would like Mardi Gras. It's, it's a really fun time. It's very, very unique. Yeah, I enjoyed my time when I was in New Orleans. I went for my 25th birthday right before I moved here yeah um i had a great time it rained every day at 3 p.m and then it was clear <laughs> it does do that. like 20 minutes later <laughs> and it smells terrible when it oh, rains yeah, yeah, there yeah. that's not good <laughs> all that stuff off of bourbon street starts to come up into the air it's a it's a tough day uh-oh it's parker yeah parker's back there you're gonna want to listen to this there was a he was survey pulled. of angels he was, fans he was getting pulled it's not a good time to be parker dragon <laughs> that's next it's travis lee 710 espn Emily gets her coffee. That's uh, was it James Brown Coffee Shop? The What's James it Brown Latte <laughs> the at Highland Cafe. Highly recommend it. It's very good. What's the first? This is just me being me. What's the first thing you think of when you think of James Brown? Uh, Godfather of Soul. That first thing you think of? Honestly, probably this song. Okay. Yeah, yeah this song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, same. Same. Rocky three. Uh, uh, okay, Rocky four. Rocky four, mm. where he's singing "Living in America." Oh yeah. And Drago's looking around like, "What the hell's happening?" And then he kills Apollo like two minutes later. Awful. Awful. Ah! He's dancing around. <laughs> I apologize because I can never keep up with you with this Rocky stuff. I am not a Rocky person, not a Rocky uh, Apollo decides to come back. He's going to teach Drago a lesson that Apollo has been retired for a long time. Rocky's like, ooh, ooh, this is not a very good idea. And he's like, you can get hurt. He's like, nah, Rocky, it'll be cool. And he dies. Drago kills him. Yeah, what? No, it's it's awful. <laughs> they, in the movie, I'm like, what the hell just happened? Yeah, they're not going to so kill Rocky him. dies? No, 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 Apollo dies. Oh, Apollo dies. And right, then Rocky yes. has to avenge his death by beating Drago, and that ends the Cold War.
I think I was Makes scarred. <laughs> I was scarred in movies after that. I'm like, who the hell let me watch this? Yeah. How the hell is he dying? He can't. It's, I'm eight. His wife's watching this, and she's like, my God, what is happening? It's the guy that ran on the beach with Rocky Balboa in those yellow shorts. This yep. is. There's a lot going on right now. How about this? Little uh, breaking sports business news. Okay. ESPN and the college football playoff have agreed to a six-year, $7.8 billion contract extension. That according to The Athletic. The deal will make ESPN the home of the 12-team college football playoff through the 2031-32 season. By the way, the year 2032 feels made up. Like That doesn't even feel like a real year. Um can you can you repeat Eight this? Eight billion dollars, basically. Six years. It's not even like that's a lot. Six years is nothing. Nope. Six years gonna go by like that. Yeah. Six years, seven point eight billion contract extension. And I just I'm assuming this includes every single game. Yeah. So when they expand yeah. to the twelve game playoff, the twelve team playoff, 100%. six game playoff or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's crazy. It's not, I don't know here, what to say besides here, it's crazy. Here, here's the funny thing. The 12-team playoff, I know we haven't seen it yet. I mean, I, I'm like, oh, my gosh. I'm, hopefully, most of these college football, doesn't matter. They're all going to be on ESPN. Mm-hmm. Whatever sponsor comes in is sweeping up oh. whatever it is. I mean, this is the, – the the numbers might seem big to us now in four or five years. We're going to be like, oh, they got, they got a steal here. The first thing that came to my mind when I saw this, Em, to, to your point about – I oh, my gosh, right? It's huge. Because I'm the old man in our group, I remember when it was blasphemous mm-hmm. to suggest that a player should get money for his name, image, and likeness. A player should be able to go and take a car from a car dealership because he's good at football, and that car dealership owner loves that football team. And it was thought of, you were you were a monster for suggesting such a thing. How long ago was that? 10, 15, 20 I was years say, ago? I don't think you have to go 10, 15, yeah, 20 years it, ago. I think you could have said it five years ago and people were still upset I, at that. I think about then it, we'd at least kind of turned the corner. Mm-hmm. It hadn't started yet. But now, like, when Dabo's like, well, we're not doing It's like, you just signed an $8 billion television deal. The reason Dabo Swinney can make $10 million, I don't even know what he made, 10, yeah, 12 million yeah. bucks a year, is because of deals like this and giving access to the chemistry department to your fullback is not a fair trade. The the, the the Caleb Williams, the, the price of tuition at SC, as crazy as it is, is a drop in the bucket relative to what he's generating for that university. It's not a fair trade. And that we finally got to the point where that's not the trade anymore is wonderful. And I'm glad every time I see these crazy economic numbers, these crazy television numbers, all of this stuff, I'm like, well, at least they're getting a piece of it. It's probably still not a fair piece, but at least there's a piece to be had for the guys that are actually the reason we turn on the TV. And I, and I think college athletics is going to eventually figure it out. I'll use March Madness as the perfect example. i never seen more commercials in an event than when you watch March Madness. And I haven't seen so many sponsorships that are all in there. Every two seconds, it's this, it's that. And you tell me for how many years you got these? No, 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 guys, guys, we're giving them, we're giving them credit. This they get a, they get a, a scholarship to be here. Ridiculous. They held on to that thing as long as they could, and now obviously they're getting some help here. But you that's know who insane. got a fair trade? Me. Mm-hmm. I got my school paid for because I could throw a baseball. Mm-hmm. That's a fair trade because nobody other than my mom and dad came to see me play. Right? That's who came to watch me play baseball in college. That's a fair trade. Caleb Williams has people turning on TVs across the country to the tunes of you know, millions of people. 
he should be able to go sell his face. He should be able to go sell his autograph. He should be able to go sell whatever it is that somebody's willing to give him for him. That's a fair trade. Think about when Reggie was in there, when Reggie at SC. Just think about that. And still, you know, just kind of thinking about the amount of interest that there was in Reggie Bush when he played a college football game, the way the Coliseum gets. So I know the team was good and everything else, but uh, at least we're finally getting there. And that's there, why it's so interesting because college football is going to go through so much change in the sure. next couple of years because they're trying to figure this out kind of on the fly. All these coaches are moving. They're leaving. They're thinking offensive coordinators better than being the head coach because they don't want to recruit these kids because of NIL. Mm-hmm. I just think that this is all one thing of like, I think in five years' time, College football will settle down. Yep. The water will yep. equalize, and it's not going to be as bumpy. But nope. I think it's going to be bumpy until then. I think that we're going to sure. have people are maybe the greatest minds in college football decide, hey, I don't really want to do this anymore. Maybe, but there'll be the next group of guys that are coming up, right? That the the older coaches like a Saban, who we saw it say, you know what, I've had enough, leave. Uh, guy that's not as old as Nick Saban, but a Jim Harbaugh say, you know what, I'm going to go back to this league over yeah, but here. But there's Dan Lanning's in the wing. Well, that's the thing is there, there's going to exactly. be younger coaches that this is going to become the norm for yep. them. They don't have yep. to – it's not that much of an adjustment for them. The other thing that I think is going to – and I think we're already starting to see it to a degree – this idea that the grass is always greener, you're going to realize it's not. I, I If I just stay here and wait, my turn will come here, that constantly chasing that next spot isn't necessarily good mm. for me. That, hey, I only got you know I only got this many snaps. If I go to there, across the street, I'll get twice as many. Well, maybe you will, maybe you won't. But the, the, that's, I think, the piece they need to figure out where you have to have some familiar faces in familiar places for a period of time. That's, I think, what's hurt college basketball the most. And it really stinks because I don't want the players to be the one that gets hurt the most in this process, though it likely will be, that the players get lost in the portal forever yep. and they never find a way out. So I just hope that, for anything, the players find a way through this. This angel survey doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I'm going to have to have you uh, do a little okay. math on it for me. I'm on that's it. coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.